to. Brethren, walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is a shame even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it is said, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart. Peace be with you, the reader. sad for he was very rich Jesus looking at him said how hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God for it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God those who heard it said then who can be saved but he said What is impossible with man is possible with God. Glory to you, Lord. Glory to you, Lord. Peace 
to you who reads the good tidings, and to all the people. And to your spirit. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Happy Thanksgiving. We could say that every single day. You have, you're sitting right in the created light. <laughs> Would you like to move for the sermon? Okay. All right. I, I realized as I came out and I saw Corey there sitting with his two sons, sitting, waiting for me to grab the pulpit and moving over there, that <clears throat> it's an interesting position for you all to be sitting, waiting for a homily, And it's very interesting for me to be expecting to give you one. And I just wanted to assure you that I come out here trying never ever to just say anything of my own, but to try to convey to you the the mind and the teachings of the church. And uh, so I know it's an awesome responsibility to be standing up here, but it's also an awesome responsibility for you sitting there to open your hearts and your minds and to listen and try to apply these things to your life because they come from the church. This Sunday, it's a rare thing for me to neither preach on the epistle reading of the day or the gospel reading of the day, but that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to preach on something that actually came from the reading from Philippians from Thanksgiving Day last Thursday. I preached about the first part of it on Thanksgiving Day, but I'm going to talk about the second part of it today. And the reason for that is because we're still in this sort of period of Thanksgiving. And as we give God thanks, and I said this on Thanksgiving Day, it draws us closer and closer to Him. And the closer in communion and union to Christ that we become, the more Christ-like we become. Because His presence in us heals us, and it sanctifies us, it makes us holy, and it takes us from being made in the image of God closer and closer and closer to becoming like Him by grace. And so we take on, by grace, His characteristics, the attributes and the adjectives that we use for God are also used for those who are saints or becoming more and more God-like. And so when we hear the admonitions of the apostles and of the holy ones, They're telling us to do things that God Himself has commanded us, which brings us closer to Him. And in the end of the epistle for Thanksgiving Day, from Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9, it says the following, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report or good reputation, if there is any virtue, 
If there is anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, the Apostle Paul, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. So, whatever is true, noble, just, pure, beautiful, of good reputation, anything that is a virtue or praiseworthy, let your minds dwell on these things. Why? Because these qualities, these characteristics are of God. God cares supremely about truth, about things that are noble, things that are excellent, things that are worthy of praise. He is very concerned about beauty. Just look at the creation all around you. He is the supreme architect, the supreme builder, the supreme designer, the supreme painter. He is the artist of artists. He is the engineer of engineers. Nothing that you artists, nothing that you engineers, nothing that you programmers could ever even think of has any starting place apart from God. We take things that already exist and we make them different. God takes things that don't exist and He makes them have being. So as we grow closer to Him, as we draw near to Him in thanksgiving, we should supremely care about excellence, about offering our very best, about beauty, about orderliness, about things that are in integral and honest and true and noble and just. We should seek things that are of good reputation because these things draw us close to God. And as we draw close to God, these things must become a part of our own life. It is, in a sense, a litmus test that we are becoming godly. If these things are a part of our life. And think about how this applies to the most practical things of our everyday life. How we keep ourselves. How we keep our bedrooms, our homes, our offices, our yards. How we take the time and the energy and the effort and the focus to do our very best at anything that we do. Today, we're living in an increasingly secular and an increasingly godless society. One of the things that Archbishop Demetrius said when he was talking about secular society at a conference that I attended in, in, uh, recently in Holy Cross, he said that secularism seeks to standardize all of society. In doing so, it seeks to annihilate individuality. 
For us as Orthodox Christians, we think of that as personhood. It seeks to annihilate the importance and the value of each unique, unrepeatable person. And in trying to standardize society, it seeks the absolute lowest common standards with which to do it. And so the current of our current society, like a river with a strong, strong current, is pushing us towards dumbing down, towards just doing the quick and the simple and the dirty. And it doesn't push us towards the beautiful, the noble, that which reflects truth, that which is excellent, that which takes time, which takes quiet, which takes attention and focus in order to produce the very best. If you think about art and architecture and music and all of that field of the human endeavor, and you think about going back at the time and seeing what was being produced as people were trying to express truth and God and what they did. Things that could stand universal time and pass that test. Is that what's happening today? Is that what's happening in our life? We are made in the image of God called to become like Him. And as we become like Him, these characteristics must become our own. So we need to imagine that when we go out, that we are representing God Himself. That we are representing truth itself. And therefore, beauty and excellence and nobility and praiseworthiness, all of these things need to become part of our Orthodox Christian culture that transcends our American culture. We need to fight against that current. And it affects every single phase of our life. For example, when we come to church, do we realize that we are coming to the house of God Himself? Can you imagine if you were going to the palace of the most powerful king for a personal audience? What would you be thinking in the days and the hours and the minutes leading up to that audience? Would you be concerned about presenting to God on the inside and on the outside your absolute best? How much more the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? And when we go out for the other things that we might take for granted, the more mundane things, do we not believe or remember or think about that the characteristics that we manifest and witness to those around us because we bear the name Christian is the witness that we give to Christ Himself. That when someone sees me, I am like the business card of God Himself to the world. So my dear brothers and sisters, in this season of Thanksgiving, following the admonitions of the Apostle Paul, and I'll repeat it one more time because it's such a beautiful passage. Whatever things are true, noble, just, 
pure, beautiful, of good reputation, of virtue, and praiseworthy. Let your mind dwell on these things, and furthermore, let your life become these things as you draw near to the one who exemplifies these things. May this be the characteristic of your life, the witness that you give to the people around you, to the world around you, fighting against this current of secularism which seeks to annihilate the value of the human person and seeks to standardize everything with the lowest common standards possible. We need to be people of excellence because Christ dwells in us. Amen.